Yeah, do you want me to send you up another one? Well, I wouldn't say no. Well, it's just because I know you like having private time with it. In episode 39, we taste the Port Charlotte 10 year heavily peated Isla single malt whiskey. A whiskey recently voted Whiskey of the Year by the Whiskey Exchange customers. Yes, indeed. And as well as the return of Booze Round, everyone's favourite news segment, we also hear the return of tasting notes from our very own Whiskey God. He's back, Guess ladies and back. gentlemen. As always, you can see some more whiskey-based content on all our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Tings on Facebook and Twitter. And if you could be amazing, you know, it's Christmas and all, if you could give us a good rating, reviewing, and a damn good subscribing to all the favourite podcast platforms in your arsenal, that would be fantastic. Thank you. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 39. I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Welcome, everyone. Hope you uh, enjoyed last week's show and hope it was very useful to you in your gift buying needs hope it's uh, absolutely i, I thought it was a great it. episode it was a great episode it was a long episode it was um, long yeah had to shave a few minutes to get it under an hour but it was a useful episode so we thought we'd keep it all in yep anyway nick, nick have you had a good week um well the week hasn't really happened yet because we're doing this a bit earlier um well. so we've kind of rolled <laughs> straight on so yeah great so i've probably had a couple of days <laughs> off after we recorded this but yeah, um, but what has been great, Dave, as I'm sure you're excited about, our Bimba Club bottlings have arrived. Yes, they have indeed. Nice grey box, or so what, what do you call it? Like the, the tube, grey tube, with it's a beautiful quite, bottle of whiskey It inside. is quite battleship grey, isn't it? But, yes. Um, it's what's inside. Yes. And it's quite cool. I don't think they've done a grey one, but um, there we go. Yep, there's my bottle number on there. Not going to let you know what it is. That's top secret. <laughs> but it's another Bimba bottle, which is too tall for my shelves. So it has uh. a little, so it has a little uh, like Bimba world just next to him. <laughs> next to the tree is Bimba world. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Have you opened? Have you opened it yet? Have you tried it? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't opened the other one yet. The recharged <sighs> one because. I don't know, there's some whiskeys I don't open unless I'm with friends, and there's people who fair, I think Oh, that's well, fair enough. You know, I'm on my own, mate, up here. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll drink the bullet, like, two a week. But, um, <laughs> well, no, sorry, the uh, Buffalo Trace, but, uh, and the Jameson, don't get me started. But I'll, I'll save the bimba, but there we go. Anyway. Save the good stuff for when you're entertaining. Exactly. So, last week we had... Four whole guests. No, five, really, because two of them, one came as a pair. It's a double act, wasn't it? It's a double act. Double act. um, How many we got this week, Nick? Does the whiskey god count? No. I don't think it does, does it? it, No, he doesn't. I think think it's just you and me, mate. Um, Well, uh, apologies, listeners. We're slacking. (laughs) In fairness, I've actually forgotten how to do this. We've had what five weeks of great guests now, and or something four, like yeah, that. something yeah. like that. And yeah. uh, it feels like ages since it was just the two of us. I know. I, I can't actually remember. had to look some stuff up today and do some research on today's whiskey. I can't remember because... what your voice sounds like. <laughs> 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 Sorry, on. you were talking. You have to. You had to look things up. Yeah, I had to look things up today and do the research instead of just asking someone who was on. Yeah, well, that's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Don't know. I watched a good film today, but. Uh, do you know how much research I did, Nick? No, I don't. 
absolutely none. And on that note, sting me. <laughs> Whiskey bots roll out. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it also feels like ages since I've done this, Nick. Done what? This <laughs> week's whiskey. Port Charlotte, 10 year, heavily peated single malt whiskey. Before you get started, Nick, I just want to point out this was brought to me by Sarah Nicholson and Fern Moncton last year, along with. Do you, Nicholson do you remember? Moncton. <laughs> oh, it's the simple pleasures I get out of this show, the simple pleasures. We do have a cork in this one as well. But it's not that epic. It's quite a shallow cork for a wide rim bottle, so it's hard to get a good sound out. But yeah. anyway, tell yeah. us more about the uh, Port Charlotte 10-year Charlotte heavily peated single malt whiskey. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, um, we're kind of doing this because it's been voted Whiskey of the Year by Whiskey Exchange um, customers, I guess. Um, and funnily enough, Dave and I were just discussing the fact that, well, is the cork a great sound? Because how can no. I, you know, how can a whiskey be voted whiskey of the year if it doesn't have a great cork sound? But then we nailed yeah. it. Everyone who voted had sample bottles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. But, Outrageous. You know, but it is all about what's going on on the inside. But yes, as we That's... said, uh, this was voted whiskey of the year, which is quite funny how we've had it, you know, in our arsenal for a while and haven't gone near it. Yeah, it's... It, it's uh... It, it, it does amuse me that we've had the whiskey of the year sitting on my shelf. You've got two uh, a sample of it. I've got a whole bottle of it, and neither of us had even tried it until we did the Chokiski yeah. thing last week. And I had a bit. I've had it a few years ago. I actually had a bottle of this a few years ago. Not this exact oh, did one. You? Not this exact oh, okay. one. My brother bought it for me for my birthday. Oh, very, thank you, thank you, Paul. Thank you for buying a nice thank bottle you, for Paul. Nick. Yes, yes. Uh, um, it was in like a, it was in a short list of six uh, whiskies, all around the sixty-five quid retail price. Other ones in the list were the Lagavulin sixteen, um, the Nikka coffee malt, which is a Dean DiCioso favourite, isn't it? It is a Dean DiCioso favourite. Uh, a Glen Morangi in there, fourteen-year-old, and Johnny Walker Green. You know, there's some good stuff in there. But interesting, yes. But the Port Charlotte, right? I've been looking into this all day and I've had a good time. Port Charlotte was actually a distillery in Port Charlotte. Funny enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, you know, yeah, might not have. Um, in, on the Isle of Isla, um, which was founded in 1829, but actually closed in 1929. Now, the Port Charlotte brand we have here is actually a release from the Brook Laddie distillery, um, which is very close by. Okay. Brook Laddie, which is, it looks like it should be pronounced Brook Laddick. But I've been watching the film today, and it's Laddie, Brook Laddick, Brook Laddie, um, Brook Laddick. Yeah, the actually the <laughs> Brook Laddich um, <laughs> bottlings are actually unpeated, which is unusual right. for Isla. Port Charlotte is their kind of peated release, um, but they're also responsible for the Octomore, which is widely known as the super heavily peated whiskey around. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so. This Port Charlotte isn't from the Port Charlotte distillery. Just to clarify that, this is from the the Brook, Brook Lad. Uh, it's like it's like two hundred meters down the road or something. Right, oh, it's that okay. kind of thing. They kind of took right. the name under. So, so can you? They not making whiskey at Port Charlotte anymore? Do you no, know that? No, it's kind of there. It's kind of like a derelict place. I think. Um, please don't, you know. Look that up, anyone. Just take Nick's word for it. Just, just and then no one it's ever Christmas. look it up. It's Christmas. There's more important <laughs> things to do at the moment. Yeah. 
But uh, the brook, brook, ah, I'm going to have a bit of water, everyone. R2D2 cup, very nice. I, know, I knew you'd notice that. <laughs> right, the, uh, the Brook Laddie distillery had a bit of a resurrection in 2001, but it was originally built in 1881 by the Harvey brothers, William, John and Robert. And it was thought as a very modern design at the time, this distillery, because other distilleries were kind of made out of disused, like, farm buildings and stuff. But this one was purpose-built, so it's very efficient, you know, nice. back in, like, the 1800s. Brookladdy was run by William Harvey until there was a fire in 1934, and then he uh, unfortunately died in 1936. And as with a lot of distilleries, there was a few owner changes, and they eventually shut in 1994. Here's where it gets exciting, Dave. Um, it was purchased oh, yeah. in 2000 by a group of private investors led by Mark Rainier of the Murray McDavid um, company, who were like a Scotch whiskey um, bottler. Murray McDavid. Is there a more Scottish <laughs> name right there? <laughs> McDougal. McDougal yeah, would be McD- yeah. Um But they hired a guy called Jim McEwen, right, as master distiller and production director. And he's famous in the Scotch whiskey world, right? I watched a, I've watched a movie on him. I'll, go, I'll oh, right, get into okay. that a bit later, yeah. Uh, nice. Jim McEwen spent 38 years at Bowmore. Right? Wow. Yeah. And he started there when he was 15 years old. And then he spent another 15 years at Brook Laddie before retiring there in 2015. But then decided, no, nah, I don't want to retire anymore. So he, <laughs> so he went after a few years after that. He helped found Isla's ninth distillery, Arda... Oh. I don't know. I don't know, Nick. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what you're saying either. In 2018. That's amazing. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Um, So, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I know, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. So, anyway, yes, with Brooke Laddie, he he came in and helped reinvigorate and relaunch the brand. And he saw over dismantling and reassembling the whole distillery. Um, But they didn't modernise it. They kept the original Victorian decor and equipment, including the machinery William Harvey used back in the day. Um, It means they don't use computers in the production process. It's all like dipsticks and flotation devices and all that kind of stuff. Dipsticks. Dipsticks. I'm sure there's an actual better word to use than dipsticks i was a mechanic <laughs> i used the word dipstick um but there of you go. course but um yeah if you want to find out more there's actually a really cool film i watched months and months ago um i re-watched it today it's called um scotch the golden dram it's about scotch and obviously and isla whiskey and all kinds of stuff but it actually follows the jim McEwen story from his when he first joined beaumore in when he was 15 all the way through to his first retirement, um, <laughs> however many years, 52 years later. Um, what I loved about this film was it's produced and directed by a guy called Andrew Pete. Amazing. Yeah, it's P-E-A-T. God, this, it's, this is a pun central show, isn't I know, it? I know. There's puns coming at us left, right and centre here. There you go. So, yeah. Loving it. So they Loving it. Yeah. So, Brooke Laddie make Port Charlotte. Okay, cool. Yeah, there we go. Well done. That's a, that's really that's all very interesting. But how does it taste, and why did it win the award? I wonder. <laughs> Shall 
Shall we do our nosing? Or have you got more to say before? No, well, let's stick a little bit in and we'll talk about that. Because, you know, obviously, um, last week in our tasting, it's called the heavily peated. And I yeah. actually commented to you, I'm not sure if I cut it out of the interview, actually. But I was wondering if it was peatier than the Lagavulin I was drinking at the time. Because we were having the Isla um, Chokiski sure. chocolate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you think heavily peated would be a lot more heavily peated than, say, other ones which don't say heavily peated, like the Lagavulin and and the Lefroig and stuff. Um, but I did a little bit of um, roving around. I'm not going to get super geeky, but there's a way of measuring peat levels in whiskey um, using the parts per million of phenols they have in there of the peat when they smoke the barley, etc. okay? The higher the parts per million, the more peaty it is. Now, this one, Port Charlotte, the heavily peated, comes out at 40 parts per million phenols, right? And the Lagavulin is just under at 35, but the Lafroy 10 is 45, which is more. Wow. Yeah. So it's somewhere, it sits right in the middle of those two. Yeah, but they put heavily peated on it, which is fine. But again, it doesn't matter. Once it's like distilled and aged, a lot of that peat does like mellow out and it's not like as peaty as it sounds. Because if you think about the Octomore, the strongest one they've done peat-wise is 258 parts per million. Whoa, and so that's you, the, sorry, that's the like super heavily peated one you mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, okay, most, well that's, that's the most peaty one they've done. They're all, they kind of sit around 140 at the moment. That was back in 2015. The uh, 6.3 was 258 parts per million. So um, what we're suggesting is that, that the heavily peated is a little bit, it's a little bit misleading perhaps. Maybe. I had a little taste, of course, Nick's special time. Hello. And um, it didn't like whack me as being extra more peated than the Lagavulin or the. Yeah, I mean, when I had when I had some last week, I did think of it. It was around that same level of peatiness as Lagavulin and Lafroig. But to be honest, I think I would have always said that they were peaty whiskies, like quite heavily peated whiskies. Mm. I think I would have used that expression on them, but it's just not on the label. No, no. It's so not. the opposite is peated, and people know 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 it for that, but. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's just a number. Whatever. It's just marketing just, and a number. Who cares? All right, cool. Fair but, enough. Uh, anyway, anyway. I just put it in there. That's a bit of a, yeah, a reference. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that's a good reference to, when we're doing Peter's stuff. We probably should mention that. That parts per million phenols. Yeah. All right, okay. Noted. Anyway, anyway nose. let's get our noses in. This doesn't smell like Lafroig, though. It doesn't smell that, even though it's peated, it doesn't have the same flat, like smell I'm as Lafroig or... Or Lagavulin. I'm getting my nose into the uh, Lafroy here. Just a little bit. I'll put it back. There's no one here. In fact, I'm not... Oh, it's yeah. different. Very different, Pete. It, yeah, that's my point. In fact, I would say that this is... It does on the it's nose. A, it's a bit more not, of a kick, Pete-wise, Pete but it's more... It, really? I well, in terms of like... It's more of an anvil dropped on your head. With the Lafroy, the anvil has been lowered onto your head, but it's still the same weight of Pete, if you know what I mean. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's less medicinal, though, on the nose. The Lafroig was like, we mentioned the Band-Aid loads in episode one. Mm. I'm not getting that side of it as yeah. much. But once we get past the peat, for me, fresh cut grass is Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Compared to compared to the Lafroig, you know, this is a lot fresher of a whiskey yeah. on the nose. It's a lot fresher. For me as well, it's kind of like um, fresh cut grass, but a kind of phenolic moss seaweed kind of vibe as well. Like you've got that saltiness, you know, like you go to the the docks and stuff and you kind of get that mossy seaweed stuck. It, that sounds really rank, by the way. But I mean, as a nice thing, it's very quite a comforting 
kind of earthy smell. It's subtle, but I, I, I hear you. I hear you. That seaweedy thing. I do hear it. And a bit of citrus for me as well. Interesting. I, I'm getting, um, I'm getting a toffee crisp in there, mate. <gasps> a Nestle toffee crisp. Ooh. Nestle. <laughs> Pride of Croydon. Nestle. <laughs> I'm get, I'm definitely getting a bit of that, like that toffiness and the, yeah. Ooh, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's it's it has got a a bit of a compared to the Lafroig and Lagavulin, it's also got a little bit of cakiness in there as well. Not not massively, not like okay. you would get yeah, from the that. from the, but a little bit that a kind of a little bit of cake, a little bit of cake. Whoa! Hello, boys. Whiskey God. Wow. We haven't had any notes from you in ages. It has been a while, hasn't it? That's oh, it has, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it does feel does feel like yesterday in many ways, uh, God. But yeah, I suppose it has been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've had a tasting from you. Yeah. So, you know, welcome back. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, it's good to look down upon your countenances again. And Nicholas, great nosing. You'll see what I mean. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Interesting. Mate. Cheers. Oh, I thought I'd now doubt. Maybe he doesn't know what Toffee Crisp is. Seems Maybe that's all it is. Like mine, but not yours, Dave. I don't know, that's a bit odd. Wow. Sorry about outrageous. that. Outrageous. Um, outrageous. Anyway, but thanks for that. No one likes a favourite. Um, <laughs> but how about you uh, give us your tasting notes? We've missed you. So give us, give us some of your wonderful tasting notes for this lovely, smoky island number. Port Charlotte 10, heavily peated. Tasting notes. On the palate. Once the obvious peaty smoke subsides, it leaves an almost fresh asphalt nosing on the retrohale. An explosion of fresh espresso gives way to a sweet vanilla bean note, a deep citrus developing into a bevy of strong floral and rich fruit. I'm getting that seaweed you mentioned as well here, Nicholas. On the finish. This is a rich and pleasant outro. A hint of mint outperforms the smoke here. Like a sweet menthol cigarette on the exhale. A little grassiness is present from Nicholas's nosing, but leaves behind a fresh buttered pastry. Overall, in this whiskey, where there is complexity, there is balance. Where there is smoke, there is strong maltiness. This dram is about as oily as it gets. Reminds me of their island mates, Lagavulin. Highly recommended. Port Charlotte 10. Heavily peated. Ta-ta. Oh, I don't know, Nick. Oh, I don't know. Oily as it gets. Reminds me of a fun night out. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Whiskey God, for those notes. It's been a while. Worth the wait, that, wasn't it? It's worth the wait. Def- Massively. Definitely worth the wait. Unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. It's good to have him back. Um, I was tasting along there, Nick. Mm. I can't put my finger on this one. There is a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's quite (coughs) complex. I've got the grassiness in the mouth again. Um, Also a bit of marzipan. 
Holy, yes, yes, right at the front. Yeah, you got that? Yeah. Well, we're chatting 50% this, so it's... Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. As Billy Abbott would say, it's a bit pokey. It is a bit um, pokey. Yeah. Mine has been on the naughty step as well, thinking about what it's done. So maybe that has changed them some things up a bit. Um, black pepper on the finish. Yep, getting that as well. There's loads in there. Do you know what? This is really good. Mm. But Ooh. it was better on the second sip than the first. Yeah, you kind of need to... Um, you need to climatize yeah. your palate a bit. You really do. You really do. It's like an F1 um, engine. You need to plug it in with all the oil first and get it warm before you start it up. I mean, it's exactly what I was thinking as well, Nick. <laughs> it's all these mechanic <laughs> things coming out of me today. Dipstick. Um, did I say dipstick? Yeah, I did say dipstick. You're a dipstick, Kent. Don't talk in the third person. Yeah, it's really, it's really buttery. It's really buttery or margarine. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely got that in there. He said buttered pastry, didn't he, Mister God? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, wow, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. I was, I was concerned I wouldn't because it says heavily peated. Yeah, but the peat's really not that strong in within the flavour. I don't think. I mean, clearly it's there. And especially with that first sip, it was there. But then, but then it's once you're acclimatized to it, as you said. Yeah, everything else kind of takes over, doesn't it? But it's not it like does. A, I'm, it I'm does. I'm wondering if this is a, more drinkable throughout the evening than a Lagavulin. Absolutely, I think it would be as well. Mm. I, especially Lafroig. Mm, yeah, I think you could you could have more of these. <laughs> That's dangerous, but you could have more of these without feeling like. Oof. Yeah. Before you move, I usually would move on to the bourbon after a couple of these. Oh, sorry, after Absolutely. a couple of the Lagavulins. Yeah, there's there's something in there which I'm not getting as well. There's there's a mystery flavour in there for me. I've just got it. It's Haribo. Okay. I'm which definitely flavor? getting. You know, um, you know, you know where it's got the like the spongy bit underneath the jelly. Yes, the white stuff. I love the that white stuff. stuff. It's, it's the that white kind of the egg. It's the white. Of it's the, the white of the egg or the white of the white bit of the heart. It's that kind of vibe. Oh yeah, it, it's I definitely like, in there. It's my favourite bit. What the uh, the foamy white bit? Yeah, the foamy white bit. Nick loves loves a foamy. I don't. I don't know, Nick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think I always prefer a cola bowl. But anyway, it is a it is a good the, part. The fizzy and the one with the sugar on. Anyway. Oh, even just a even just a plain cola bowl. Nah, not anyway, the plain ones. Oh, I love a, you, I love a cola bowl. Weirdo, what's the matter with you, Nick? I'm a big fan of this. This is this <laughs> has too. impressed me. First sip, I was like, "Why is this one whiskey of the year?" As I as I'm sticking with it, I'm like, I can completely understand why it's one whiskey of the year. Um, it's close for me to the, the to the Lagavulin, but it doesn't coat the mouth as much. I can see. It's hard to uh, describe a peaty whiskey as an easy drinker, but you, you know what I mean. This is an easier drink than a Lagavulin. Yeah. There's a sweetness in there. The more I'm getting, there's a creaminess and a sweetness to this, which you don't get with Lafroig or Lagavulin. Funny, I would have said it was drier, and the Lagavulin was sweeter. But really, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, do you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? Have some Isla chocolate, uh. Chukiski. Right, while you chomp on that, I'm going to tell our listeners, um, this is, um, it's about 45, 46 quid, this bottling. Really? Yeah. 50% ABV, as we said before. So, it's not too bad. 45 quid. 
Mate, I'm shocked by that. I would have had that in a 60 quid price bracket. Although that, this is the, say, £4 on whiskey exchange price. So let's say 50 quid to be safe. Mmm, it's good with that chukiski. It's really good with the chukiski. Oh, I've got enough. To, i got enough. I've got a little dribble left. little dribble. I'm going to finish that off. I'll tell you what, Nick. I'll send you, an, I'll send you another dram of this as well, if you want it. Oh, is it Christmas already? It is Christmas. It is Christmas after all. Yep, big fan. Port Charlotte. I'm happy I've got this in my collection. This has been sitting there and I haven't been drinking it because I was waiting for my first moment to really be about this show. Yeah. But I can see myself getting into this quite a lot, probably. And I'm a big Lagavulin fan. Mm. Not so much. I, I am a Lagavulin over Laphroaig any day of the week. This now puts pushes that Isla, like this would now be a, a close really? tied first or even first. It's going to give that Lagavulin a run for its money. That's for sure for me. Well, that's that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. It's not a bad problem to have, is it, Dave? No, of course it's not. Of course no. it's not. Although I don't currently have a bottle of Lagavulin, so no, never mind. Oh well. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, hint, hint. Christmas. <clears throat> yes. Anyway, that was awesome. So yes, check yeah. out the Port Charlotte ten-year-old heavily peated single malt Isla Scotch whiskey. I'm sure Nick will drop a link in the uh, in the show notes where you can get a bottle from the Whiskey Exchange. Of course uh, I will. Of course I will. Just and, for and, you. And just for why, you. why not? Just for you. Why not? Just for Go you. Go and do it. Just for you. Sting me. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. It's crazy what passes as a podcast these days. Dave, Dave, Dave. How's that chocolate going down? Oh, mate. It's delightful. Absolutely Delightful. Nearly dropped my Glen Kerry there. That was oh, dangerous. Like your special whiskey and things one. That's why it tastes so good because it's in a whiskey and things Glen Karen. Eh, and everyone eh. knows whiskey tastes better in a whiskey and things Glen Karen. <laughs> Mate, every everybody knows. Everybody knows that Bodger loves mashed potatoes. Anyway, he does. Anyway, you know what isn't mashed potato, Dave? Booze round. <laughs> yes, it's back. It's back. Booze round is back. I am excited. Are you excited? I'm super excited. I'm not. I've got to find that jingle from somewhere. That probably took me a while <laughs> to find that. Some deep hard drive. Um, yes. But, yes, we're talking chocolate. Because I'm running on from our segment last week with the Chokiski guys. Um, Chokiski. Chokiski. We have some more <laughs> chocolate whiskey news, everyone. Um, oh, yeah. Kit Kat. Kit Kat? I love a Kit Kat, me. Who doesn't love a Kit Kat? Give me Kat. all the fingers. Yeah. It's a family show about whiskey, apparently. Um, <laughs> Kit Kat produced a, a Kit Kat bar, which has been aged in whiskey barrels, Dave. Yes. No. They have. What? Yes. They take their... Tell me, tell me more. Somehow, they've taken their cocoa nibs and aged them for 180 days in barrels once used for aging whiskey. Um, these are actually uh, Isla barrels, which has given them a nice kind of peaty, smoky kind of taste. Um, no chocolate's way. Yes, also from Ghana, which apparently gives it a mellow taste. Of course, we know about chocolate nowadays. Oh, we, we do. About we, are, we know all about this. We're yeah, exactly. um, But yeah, it's from Ghana, which gives it a mellower taste, which makes them ideal for blending with, with more complex flavours. Like whiskey, maybe. Um, but yes, um, they're actually made here, but they're being sold in Japan. Ah! Oh. Oh. Um, no way! Yeah, and they're also using rare cacao nibs. 
whatever. Do thought, what? Yeah, you heard. Um, so apparently it can only be sold in the winter, which makes it like a Christmassy product. But yeah, I'm bummed. They only make some, they're only making them for Japan, which is annoying. It's a posh Kit Kat, Dave, which have aged in whiskey barrels. I mean, come on. How do we get hold of that? I was really looking forward to booze round. Now, now you've upset me. Well, the next story is really uplifting. Oh, um, yeah, in fairness, <laughs> the, next, the next story... <laughs> Anyway, Kit Kat, great. Next story. Bad. Uh, Diageo are to cut 22 jobs across its distilleries. Uh, uh. The move aims to create a more flexible operating model for the group, whose Scotch malt whiskey brands include Talisker, Mortlach, and Oban. Did I say Mortlach, right? We don't know. A Dagio spokesperson said, We continually review all aspects of our operations to ensure we are set up in the most agile and efficient way. We have been sharing a new, more flexible operating model proposal with our distillery employees, which could mean the removal of 22 roles from our current 550 roles across our malt distilling footprint. As a result, we have now commenced a consultation process with our people and their representatives. Hmm. Same that. Hopefully there are people who want to take uh, early retirement or redundancy. Them, It feels like 22 rolls off of 550, they might be able to find that. I hope so. So someone's not losing their job who doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, in August, Diageo reported an 8.4% organic net sales decline. Wow. For the year ending 30 of June 2020, the company's Scotch whiskey portfolio saw organic net sales drop 17%, with blended Scotch brand Johnny Walker reporting a 22% decline. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Um, I wonder I wonder how much of that is uh, lockdown, because Johnny Walker is very much a, a, a whiskey you see in bars, right? Yeah. Like it probably has high a high number of bar sales compared to other whiskies, so therefore it would have a higher decline compared to others. Yes, I'm wondering as well. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But could it be a Brexit thing? Because I know France are the biggest consumer of uh, blended Scotch in the world. Really, um, I wonder how much of the uh, American whiskey um, tariffs because Americans mm. drink a lot of Johnny Walker as well. I have done in the past as well. So maybe that's got something yes. to do with it. Again, maybe we don't know much about this, but uh, yeah, we're may, speculating may, here. But, uh, yeah, we're speculating, but I mean, that's, it's, it's, yeah. As I said, let's hope that 22 rolls out of 550 can be found through uh, voluntary redundancies uh, yeah. and they will get rewarded for that. Yes. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But yeah, we don't. that's crazy, uh crazy decline. I'm surprised because everyone's been saying how well the whiskey industry has been doing. Yeah. Uh, so it came as a bit of a shock, this one. Not going to lie. Yes, um, those um, figures were kind of in the middle of lockdown, weren't they? Uh, yeah. So maybe they might pick up at the latter end of this year. But we will see, hopefully. We shall see, yes. indeed. Whiskey show, Dave. Oh, yeah? Yes, um, we loved it this year, didn't we? Even though it was uh, the virtual show. Um, we oh, I really loved it. That was five of the greatest days I've had on the internet. Yes. And I've done a lot of things on the internet. <laughs> search history what i don't know nick i think you're uh oh no i mean you meant twitch and stuff okay anyway <laughs> yes whiskey um whiskey show they've launched their pre-sale for next year all things going well it's going to be the regular live show at old billingsgate um running on the 2nd and 3rd of october of 2021 so the early pre-sale tickets have gone on sale dave mate i really hope we can go to this i 
had such a good time at the virtual one and I really want to go and enjoy it in, in the flesh and yeah. get to meet these people. I want to meet people, yeah. But yeah, I'm really hoping that my work allows me to, to get to that. Uh, I'm going to put it in my diary and hope that I can do it because I really want to go. I want to experience this. I imagine there'll be some free drams or some drams. Uh, there'll be plenty of tasting, yeah. plenty of meeting people. There's all kinds um, of stuff. Yeah. Um, if for the weekend um, tickets, it's 185 quid. So not not cheap. We're gonna you're gonna want. But I think you do get some stuff in with that. Good, uh, Nick. Uh, you can stay at mine for the weekend. Oh, thanks, uh, mate. When you when you come down. Thanks, mate. We, and then we can share an Uber, so we don't have to try and get home on the night bus. No, because that, <laughs> that never works out, does it, Dave? Not when we've had all the whiskey and we're coming over from East East London. Oh Ooh. wow! Oh, absolutely not. Anyway, absolutely. Yes, let's move on to something else, Dave. You've been, uh, I understand you had a whiskey advent calendar this year. Yeah, my mum got me a whiskey advent calendar. Thanks, mum. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. As we record this, we're on today. What day is it? It's the 11th or the 10th? 11th. So this is 11th. the 11th. 11th! Uh, this is the 11th whiskey I've had. Uh, and I've got, I, it's a Drinks by the Dram one, right? Yeah. Um, so it's all those cute little bottles we did the samples from earlier this year with the wax tops and the nice labels. And today... Uh, we've got the Glenfiddich Experimental Series IPA cask finish. Um, now, I'll be honest, Glenfiddich, <laughs> that title is a bit... I haven't tried it yet, but that sounds like you're trying to prepare me for it to be bad. No, I love that I love that title. I love anything that's experimental. Yeah, but I, do, I think it's brave to put it in the title. I sent a photo of it to my dad and he went, oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, and he meant in the sense of... <laughs> You know, it's almost like they've done something, they're not sure about it. So if we put experimental on a label, people, if they don't like it, it's not our fault. That's, that's <laughs> the vibe I get from that. Yeah. It However, might not be coming out this one. might not be coming out. We haven't decided yet. How's it? Yeah, how is it? it yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got all these barrels. We need to get rid of it. We might as well sell it. If we put experiment on the lab, experimental on the label, fine. Anyway, it's about 40 quid a normal bottle of this. So uh, I'll be honest, it does smell nice. But um, 11 days, 11 different drams so far. Obviously, got a lot of whiskey to get through. Nice, nice, uh, nice. We've had some old favourites, Nick. We had the Whistle Pig Rye, which we had with oh, the tasting. That is that the pickle uh, one? Is that the one that smells like pickles? Yeah, yeah exactly. We had that one uh, when we did the, the tasting, the What's in the Wood tasting, I think, wasn't it? That's correct. Was it yeah. that one? Yep. Uh, at the whiskey show. And uh, we've had Teelin Small Batch. Which oh, yeah. I loved earlier this year, so that was fun. And I had the we had the Balvenie fourteen year old Caribbean cask, which we know is a favourite of mine. Mm, so I was happy you do about like that. that one. Yeah. Um, but then we've had some stuff that I'd never heard of as well. Uh, a, a distillery called Darkness. Oh yeah. Uh, which uh, I'd never heard of. It's that was actually quite good. Um, so it's, it's opening up a few few options which I'd not heard of before, and I've certainly done some research. And this one being one of them is Glenfiddich. Good, good, um, good. What's your favourite so far, mate? What's your favourite so far? Oh, well, I just love that Balvenie, don't I? I love it. That It's either the Balvenie or the Whistlepig, the Whistlepig Riot. One of those two, they're great. But, you know, they're not... They, I, I, I've got to really fancy, uh, thank my mum for this because this it can't have been cheap, this thing, because, mm. you know, there's there's some expensive whiskies in here. I know they're only the little sample things, but if I was to buy those samples on their own, it'd be six or seven quid a, a, a little for these little bottles. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I imagine, imagine that, that this is... This comes with a bit of a price tag. How how uh, uh, how big are those samples, Dave? Three CL, a shot basically, just just over a shot. Because um, Boutique Whiskey Company do one as well. Um, I don't know if it's more expensive or whatever, but it's about, that's ninety nine quid for twenty four three CLs. Um, so yeah, they're not. Do you think this isn't something which would be cheap just after Christmas? Is it? Because they'll just take the samples out 
and use them. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering that, can you like pick them up now or they'd be a bit cheaper and then you can drink them all at once. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I can't imagine that this... I think I'll just take them out and use them because the actual bottles aren't Christmassy, are they? If I'm brutally honest, Nick, uh, the box itself isn't... It's a bit of a mess. Like... (laughs) Pulling the windows, you know, you do the window, and then you have to try and get your hand in this small gap to try and get this in, or tip it upside down. Oh, it, I whack it on the back like a ketchup it's, bottle. It's not, it's not quite as fun as as some other advent calendars. But getting a bit of whiskey every day is nice. And and these things, you know, there is a nice amount of whiskey. It's been a nice little nightcap at the end of the night without me feeling like I'm becoming an alcoholic. Um, and drinking all the whiskey. All the um, whiskey. But it's certainly, there's been some different flavour profiles, which has been nice. Um, I've just had a sip of this Glenfiddich, and this is probably my least favourite of the ones we've had so far. Uh, but, well, it's experimental, yeah. Dave. It's experimental. Yeah, I'm really not sure about it. Anyway, <laughs> Nick, I got I got some other news. I got a new single out today, which you didn't ask me about, even though I told you about it. Because um, we didn't say where we were putting in the show, did we? Well, I actually thought we were going to put it here, to be well, honest. So that's a perfect little segment. Sorry. Sorry. I did a little post for you earlier on the Wins- whiskey, on the Winsky, on the Monica Lewinsky and Things Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, thanks very much. I have a new, I have a new single out. It's called The Weatherman. Uh, Nick posted about it. It's all over my social media stuff. So Weatherman. go and have a, have a check. Nick will put a link uh, in the show notes because he's good like that. I listen to uh, it today. So like please it. go and check out my uh, my new single called The Weatherman. Yeah, I'm not on this one. Don't worry about it. No. Don't worry about it. Sorry about that. No, no. You know, it's tough. tough. You can actually really taste the beer on this whiskey. <laughs> Sorry, I'm now... This got this Glenfiddich IPA. You can taste the beer. It's it's weird. It's got a beer beery aftertaste. Do you think, like, the IPA thing works better with, like, the Jameson's IPA because it's more of a subtle kind of caramelly flavour, vanilla, to start with? Do you think the scotch and the IPA is a bit much? It's just... Oh, it may be because I've just had that beautiful Port Charlotte as well, but it just doesn't. Blown your it's not out. doing. Yeah, it's not not doing as much for me at the moment. Okay. Well, um. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a bit unfair to have had it after that, and that's that's uh, tainting it a little bit. Anyway, yeah, but it's a great gift. Thanks, Mum. Uh, loads loads of different flavors. Really yes. enjoying it. Um. So yeah, if you see them and you can afford them next year, why not? Why not? So it's a good, it's a good bit of fun. Or even today, because there's still bound today, to be yeah. some around, you know. Well, yeah. Well, you can have two a day then, can't you? Between oh, now that's and the Christmas. dream. Yes. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> one in the morning when you wake up and one just after lunch. Yeah. Perfect. Or yeah. get it with eight days before Christmas and you have three a day. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting, getting carried are. away I'm now. Gonna put, I'm going to put a sting here. Okay. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Dave. Just going to put a sting here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, Whiskey God, last week you told us you brought moonshine as a gift to the newborn baby Jesus. That's correct. But Joseph wouldn't accept my gift and asked me to leave without making a scene. That's a shame. You would have made that scene. It's had no impact at all, that scene. Indeed. I was looking forward to catching up with Mary also. We were good friends. She helped me distill that first batch of moonshine, actually, a few months earlier. (laughs) That was a fun night. But things did get a bit fuzzy. I think that would probably do it. Good friends from then on, then. Well, she did ghost me shortly after for some reason. 
Jesus' birthday was the first time I'd seen her in, I don't know, nine months? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Nine I don't months, know. you say. I don't know. And that night Seems got a bit fuzzy, did it? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, mm, mm, never mind, Whiskey God. Right. Uh, I've got to go make some calls. All right, okay. Never mind. Bye, bye, bye then. Bye then. See you soon. See you soon. Whiskey God. Well, that, that sounds like it should be in the book of Revelations. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> Didn't you make that joke last week? <laughs> <laughs> Did I make that joke last week? Thanks for that revelation. It should be from the book of Revelations, that one. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. God, it's a good joke, though. It's a good joke. Book of repetitions, mate, if you ask me. Whiskey! All right, mate. So I uh, just want to bring up Amar. We've not mentioned Amar in ages. We used to talk about Amar all the time. Uh, he did a wonderful uh, <laughs> bit of Photoshop. He did. Recreating yeah. that scene with the Whiskey God turning up with uh, with Moonshine. He did. Uh, I'm sure I probably retweeted it if you haven't seen it. or if it's Check fantastic. it out. It's fantastic. Amar did a wonderful job. It made us all laugh a lot. Every so, uh, nativity scene needs a blue four or six-armed <laughs> Whiskey God holding <laughs> Moonshine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm tempted now to to head over to the Vatican and and, and <laughs> correct some of their uh, artwork. Anyway, uh, of course, I won't do that. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been a fun show. Uh, episode yes. thirty nine. We've survived with our guest, Dave. I'm impressed. Thirty nine. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, crazy, crazy. Mm. Next week's episode forty. <sighs> it's middle aged. Who'd have thunk it? This this whiskey uh, show is going to be buying a sports car any minute. <laughs> yeah. Talking of which, what have mm. we got next week? What's our what's our equivalent of the sports car next week, Nick? <laughs> well, it's our it's our Christmas week episode next week. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know. Should we tell everyone? Because what's Christmas without a surprise? So we tell people what our whiskey is. Yes, I think so, we should. Are you sure we're going to let people squeeze the presence of the Whiskey and Things podcast, Dave? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. They can squeeze me all they want. That's <laughs> <laughs> half the fun of Christmas, isn't it? Squeezing your presence. <laughs> Next week, well, as it's our 40th episode and as it's Christmas, we thought, why not crack out the Johnny Walker Blue? It's a wonderful whiskey. So we're going to try Johnny Walker Blue. We've had it before. We'll have it again, I'm sure. Yes. Uh it's another one. Actually, this bottle was another one that's been purchased to me from Sarah Nicholson and Fern Monckton. It's the final one. <laughs> it's the final one of the trilogy of whiskies that they very kindly got for me last year. Lovely. Uh, so, yes. Yes, I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having another taste of this. Uh, it's been a while. A couple of years for us, hasn't it? Yeah. And for me, anyway. You've got the bottle. I've only got the samples. But anyway. I haven't had any, Nick. I haven't had any because I've been saving it. <sighs> saving the experience for Dude, episode just, just, 40. Just drink your whiskey. It's there to be drunk. And you you know, then you can kind of make notes throughout But the as year. you said earlier, I live on my own. Oh, Save you... the good stuff for when my friend's around and you've never come round anymore. <laughs> you've changed. Boris said I couldn't come round anymore, Dave. I mean, good point. Good point. Well made. It's up to Boris. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, please do keep getting involved with us on social media. And thank you to our Patreons once again. Yes. Uh, me- Merry Christmas to you all, uh, or if or whatever you celebrate around this time of year. Happy holidays. Uh, and happy holidays indeed. And right now, we've got one thing left to say. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.